0: Hello everyone and welcome back to M-Square Podcast and this is your host Anurag and I wish you a very happy new year. I wish you all an amazing year ahead in 2024. And with this episode we begin our journey for the year 2024 and we have with us from the musical landscape of Kolkata, Mr. Debar Pito whose career spans over two decades and is remarkably eclectic spectrum. From a very young age he trained across genres both instrumental and vocal and today his name is associated with a mainstream successful Bollywood documentary in Regional releases, and in his versatile capacities as composer and producers, he has worked with Mr. Vishal Bharadwaj, whom he looks up to as a lifelong mentor. So, without any further ado, let's dive right into this episode of M Square Podcast, and this is your host, Mark Manik. Yeah, so hello everyone and welcome back to M-Square Podcast. Today we have with us someone from the musical industry and who is from the musical landscape of Kolkata. So we have with us Mr. Debar Pito. He has done some tremendous work across um, musical landscape in India. Vishal Bhardwaj, sir, is his mentor. And he has done some really amazing work in Apple's Fursat, Sony Lives, Charlie Chopra and the Mystery of Solang Valley. And the recently released Netflix hit *Khufia*. And his latest single is released very recently and the track is called "Nahi Bhuulna. And we would definitely want to understand how your journey has been, sir, and how it has panned out across the years you have worked. And uh, how if somebody wants to, you know, make their mark on the musical landscape in India across Bollywood and to do it as a single uh, single lead singer. So how they can do, we'll cover all of it and much more in today's episode. So welcome Devar Pito, welcome to the show. It's really a pleasure and an honor to have you with us today. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, so uh, you're uh, like, you have been, uh, I think I was talking to Debbie and she told me that you have been into music for a very, very long time. So I wanted to ask you, how did it start for you? How did this journey start for you? Like, was it as a kid that you
1: wanted to do something in music and how did it start for you? See, uh, first of all, you know, there's this uh, funny thing about being born in a Bengali family that uh, especially in Kolkata. That Mm -hmm. kids are taught, get into all kinds of co-curricular activities. You know, be it music, be it painting, be it games, football, cricket. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's this thought that parents have that, you know, keep the kid uh, kid engaged in something so he doesn't turn out to be a brat. Okay. I'll tell you the basic mentality (laughs) that goes on. Okay. But yeah, yeah, having said that, I've been through all uh, forms of it. I Used to, uh, I was into games a lot. I used to play cricket. I used to play football. I used to paint. And music is something that started off very early. See, my mom uh, was a singer. My mom was a, uh, was a Ravindra Sangeet singer. My dad was a folk singer and a guitarist. So that kind of uh, happened since childhood that I started my basic training at home then it okay. moved on to the proper professional training but music was something that was always considered to be secondary in my family okay you know it could be like and i belong from a business family so okay. it was like being the eldest kid in uh, in the family you would you expected that you would run the family business when i got to do um, my business. first and music yeah, stage is something that you do as a hobby or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i guess uh, I mean, life had other plans, honestly, uh, it all started from, I think when I was 13 or 14 years old. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, it was with uh, one of my Guruji. He was, he's an eminent composer and a singer back in town. He had a show in our locality, you know, one of those Durga Puja shows. (laughs) So, And the show was running late and uh, his keyboardist had to rush out to, to another gig. Okay. So he had to take a train overnight and travel to somewhere else. So his keyboardist left and my Guruji was like, okay, you play the keyboards. You know all my songs. I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, So come play with me. That's how it started. I ended up playing a two-hour set with him on stage for the first time. Okay. And I I, I would like to think that it went pretty well yeah but uh i think since that could, then yeah yeah tell me kabhi tell me. Oh. Yeah,
0: i don't know i think that would have been so uh, magical i would say you know like uh, as a young 13 14 year old kid going on the stage with your guruji and performing for a two hour performing for two hours and uh, eventually that has panned out you know in a singing career i think that was that magical moment which people often look out for when you know something magical happens and they're like okay this is something that i can pursue uh, for my life was is it? Uh, was it that sort of a moment? For no, you? it
1: was still not the moment for me. It was still okay, not the okay. moment for me. tell you, it happened very organically. I mean, since then, uh, I ended up uh, playing professional music right after that gig. I mean, I was being called for studio sessions. I was, uh, I, that gradually went into me playing as a musician in Akashwani. And then, you know, getting into different bands in Kolkata, I was, I was a part of a couple of bands, we had a heavy metal lineup, uh, we had a jazz lineup. So I was gigging and I was performing in the studio and on stage even before I knew it. And it was, and it was that just I was constantly into it. Uh, Gradually, this became a part of my system, I would like to say. Because uh, even during my college days, I was a little apprehensive about uh, what career to pursue and, uh, you know, what not to do with my life ahead. Hmm. But somewhere music was something that I could fall back on all the time. Okay. And since I was anyway working, so it never occurred to me that, you know, Achha, let me think of something else or let me think of doing something else. Okay. I think by the time I was in college, I, it kind of got imbibed in me that I wanted to do music professionally. Okay. And that's how I uh, finished my graduation and I moved to Mumbai. Oh, wow. And uh, this was in 2008. Okay. Yeah, since then, I don't think I've looked back. I've kind of been in the <laughs> loop.
0: So I uh, think that, that is so wonderful and you know like uh, how did you uh, like the first big break and what was it and how did it come across to you and then how was your experience when you know people started saying you oh, this music is uh, you know really amazing we connect with this particular music so how was that for you how did it happen?
1: Uh, so I think uh, the first major experience as such was uh, the two Bengali films that I did back to back in 2010. Okay. So I was in Mumbai by then. I was working and suddenly through some contacts and stuff, I I mean, I ended up getting two Bengali films. Okay. Uh, and I made a few songs composed and got, got some really good people to sing. Okay. That music kind of did pretty well. And, you know, somehow being a first timer, your music getting noticed in such a massive way. I mean, I remember three of my songs were running at the top charts for over three weeks on across all radio stations and stuff. That was a good feeling. I mean, that was kind of, I mean, people get excited about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Normally, I I mean, I would love to have been, you know, felt really good and excited about that entire thing. But that didn't happen with me. I mean, for me, what the feeling that I got was, okay, it was kind of a validation for me that, Okay. okay, I can do this and I can survive doing it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah, it, it, it was something different for me. <laughs>
0: uh, so uh, like, you know, uh, you, uh, I think uh, uh, you, you worked with Vishal Bharadwaj, sir. So how was it working with him? And uh, how did it turn out with you? I mean, like, uh, what are things that you got to know uh, while working with him? Like, uh, how was your experience? How was the whole exposure
1: like? Uh, see, the uh, thing with Vishal, sir, is I'm still working with him. Okay. I mean, that's still uh, something that I'm doing even today. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, along with my own work that I end up doing, you know, the my own films that I, uh, or the scores that I do, or my uh, indie songs that I'm working on, my own songs, yeah. working with Vishalji is still, a, still very much a part of my life and my day-to-day okay. routine. It mm-hmm. all started from uh, Patakha back in uh, 2017. Okay. And... Uh, Patakha and MTV Unplugged. That's okay. when I first got to work with him. And uh, yeah, since then I haven't looked back actually. Uh, there's something uh, very special about uh, working with him is that it's a learning process every day. You know, that the, the best thing about that man is he has no boundaries when it comes to music, when it comes to creation as a whole. He has no boundaries, he has no limitations. So, you know, when you work with a person like that, you learn to break your own barriers that you create as a musician. Because when when I mean, we were growing up and we were learning music. We used to always learn in a way that, okay, there are some rules that you don't break when it comes to music or any forms of music. There are some lines that you don't cross. There are some ways that, I mean, there are some approaches that that you don't take. And that kind of gets, you know, uh, into our system. When you start working in the real world, uh, if you look at the bigger picture, there is no rule. There is no rule book of music. There is no, uh, I mean, theories that normally we have learned since childhood, they can be broken. And they can be, you know, uh, we can kind of you. Can, you can play around with them, and that's yeah. That's the best thing that I've gotten to learn with Vishalji. You know, I have more okay. than anything else. I've learned to break my own barriers. Yeah. So, and that's a beautiful process, and I think I that's like a beautiful the, atmosphere yeah. to work in. Yeah.
0: And uh, as a singer and a composer, how important it is, you know, to let go of the old myths or beliefs, you know, things, because there might be certain way that people want to work, this thing used to work five years down the line, but same thing will not work today. So how important it is as a singer and as a composer to keep reinventing yourself and, you know, letting go of those uh, old beliefs and things that have worked in the past for you, how important and how difficult it is to change uh, those things.
1: See, uh, it is very important. It is the most important thing in our profession, I would say, uh, that to not get attached to your compositions, to not get attached to your music. Okay. And I mean, honestly, I don't know if it would be difficult. I think it's all in your head. Because I've grown up and I've been practicing it all these years that I never got attached to any composition of mine. I mean, Let's say I I make tunes, I end up making tunes day in, day out. Let's say I make something Mm -hmm. today and apparently it sounds good to me and I I like it. There's a good chance that tomorrow morning when I hear it again, I would not like it. And I would be like, okay, this is not going to work for me. So I think Mm -hmm. having that uh, thing in you helps a lot because you then You know, the entire world is a palette for you. You keep exploring, you never stop learning.
0: So I think that is, uh, you know, very important. I think uh, as that to imbibe that, to, you know, let go of your beliefs, let go of your systems that you feel are going to work is very important as a creator. And especially in the music industry, uh, one very burning questions, you know, that comes across. And when we were asking our audience that, you know, what kind of uh, questions should we ask? One question that came across regularly with us, like, how do you make money, you know, out of the music that goes out? Like, what are the various sources? How you can monetize your content in music? How do singers make money? How do composers make money? So if you can shed some light on how does the monetary aspect
1: of the music industry works? See, money can come from a lot of ways. I mean, for us, uh, uh, let's say I end up doing a lot of film music day in, day out. Mm-hmm. So, that comes with a certain amount of money that I uh, charge for every project or every song that I do. Okay. So that is there, and I produce for other people as well. So since okay. I produce for Vishal that's mm-hmm. another. Uh, I like me I mean way of earning from for me. When okay. it comes to your singles, I think if you, uh, I mean, if you have IPRs and stuff, and I mean every song that's getting played, as long as you have your rights with you. Mm-hmm. I think every song that is getting streamed to a certain extent, every song that is getting played, let's say in radio stations everywhere, I mean, you earn from them. It's yeah. it's something, it's okay. a recurring thing. Okay. I, I ask this because you know a lot of people are trying I mean, to be- I mean, Yeah, please, uh, please. So please, please you see, can that, that's the thing. See, back in the day, you used to be always dependent on uh, record labels. Yes. Yeah. And... And at times, you would end up not getting your dues. Yeah. But in the time that we are living now, see, you are not, you are not limited by that. Okay. You have every little resource that you need to release your song by yourself. I mean, I do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't end up getting, going to any label for my uh, music, for my own music. (laughs) So it's, it's just me releasing it. I mean, just keep generating your content and the more people get to know, the more people stream it, the more people hear you at different places. That's how you'll end up earning. Okay. It's I a cycle that you have to yeah, just get into.
0: Yeah. I, uh, then I think that as per that, like creating your own content, having faith in it, and most importantly, having those IPs, uh, with you is a very important factor, I guess. And there are multiple avenues where a person can generate is- income from by creating their own music. So I wanted to ask you, like, what is the process that you follow to create a new piece of music? Because I always feel, you know, it would be so challenging for any composer to come up with something new every single time because people hear you and, uh, you know, like they know, okay, okay, this person has done this. So come up with something every new, uh, every single time to adjust to the mood that you want the song to be in. If it's a film project to understand the requirements of the movie. So how difficult it is for you and what is the process that you follow to come up with a content piece? See, but-
1: Okay. Uh, there are a couple of ways. Uh, it Sometimes it is difficult. Okay. Because uh, especially when you cater to film music or or let's say background scores, when you're de- dealing with a director or a producer, there are times when, uh, you know, you would end up making four or five tunes for one single situation and they would reject them all. Okay. And see, is- it's... Uh-huh. And at times oh. it can get frustrating. And it does. But then, you know, look at the bigger picture. See, if somebody has come to you with a project, it means that they have a vision. Yeah. And you have been tasked to, you know, give life to that vision. Yeah. So it's like, uh, as long as you have faith in yourself that, okay, you can create music, you can create uh, new music every day. I think just, just be at it difficult it i mean everything is difficult yeah? nothing is yeah. that easy never in life mm-hmm. so yeah you know, that becomes very important that you keep uh, pushing yourself you keep searching for new ways to uh, come up with a tune mm-hmm. go deep i mean dig deep in, inside you and come up with something new every day yeah and then when it when you we talk about mood and setting i think that is Again, purely, it has to do with what you feel at that very moment. Have different interpretations or can sound different when you put them in, them in different, uh, let's say, uh, sound palettes. Okay. So that is, again, a gradual process that we explore. You know, like, okay, there's this melody. Let's say for Nahi mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Nahi not this single of mine when I had composed, it was just a piano-based composition.
0: Okay. It's just
1: one fine uh, Sunday afternoon, me sitting by the piano and just came up with this tune. Now, I could someday uh, think of releasing that piano version, which is just a piano and my voice. And that is going to sound entirely different than what the track is now. Okay. But then the process becomes, I mean, the process was a gradual process that, okay, let me play with some sounds. This, as a composition, it's very simple. There's no rocket science in it. It's a very simple composition. Mm-hmm. But is that, okay, let me let me see how, how I can make it interesting. Let me see how I can make it more universal. You know, let me try and find out what more can I do with this tune or this melody that I have. So that's how you reach a point where okay you know okay this is working or this is not working so it's just explore it's a hit and trial thing yeah.
0: i think uh, i was about to ask you about the single and then this when you mentioned about that hit and trial right i think once uh, you have composed yeah. a lot of music you understand understanding that this is going to be a hit and this is going to be a miss and i think that is where you reduce the number of errors throughout your career like you learn from the experiences you have had in the past uh, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, you know, like the music that you have, the single that is there, Nahi Bhulna. So how did it come across with you? Like, it did, did it start with the piano and then you came to the lyrics part of it and, you know, worked on the remaining part of it? How did it begin? If you can tell, yeah. tell us more about the single,
1: yeah. See, uh, it, it all started with just a basic melody that I had come up with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then uh, once the melody is ready, you know, it it all originates from a certain thought that goes inside the brain, or okay, you know, at that very point, something that I'm thinking about. Got it. Some, uh, maybe some, uh, moment that I'm kind of, uh, revisiting in my head, and that's how <laughs> a melody comes to me. Okay. And so, having said that, that's how this tune came to life. And then, the next process for me is get get good lyrics to it, get a good poetry okay. to it. So the lyricist of the song, uh, Pinky Punawala, she's a mm-hmm. dear friend of mine. Uh, so, and she keeps writing for me on and off. So it was just, she's always a call away and I call her and I tell her, that, okay, this is a melody that I have. Uh, this is the kind of thought process that I had with the song that, you know, let's talk about a love that you can never forget. You can never get rid of in your, I mean, from your system a love that you want to hold on to all your life. So this is the thought that I had and that's how she came up with the lyrics. And once the lyrics are done, my next process comes the production bit. Then when I sing one draft of the song on a basic loop and then I would start designing it and then it's just me reacting to the song. The entire production process is that. You react to a melody, you react to a tune, you react to the setting that the melody has been placed in. And yeah, then that's how the song came to life. And then it was just me getting into the studio and getting it mixed and mastered and that's it, it was out.
0: I think that is really wonderful also and the way you you know I think the whole journey that you have had like as a kid going onto the stage with your Guruji and performing for the first time then coming to Mumbai and working with Vishalji and to the single that you have released recently Bolna, it has been quite an ins- inspirational journey I would say a lot of takeaways and the, I think the best part I would say you know like when you mentioned that uh, it's about hits and trials and like once you go across you understand how things work and how it won't work and I think the That is one takeaway. I would, I was not very aware of how the music industry works, though. I have a lot of friends who are working in the industry, creating music and singers were there. and I've always been fascinated by it as a kid, you know, I always wanted to be a singer. Uh, I don't know why it was there. And, but I could never materialize uh, that uh, inspiration of mine.
1: See, it's, it's just that uh, it's a very simple uh, thing that, you know, see, even us, we are doing this day in, day out. But even Mm -hmm. we don't know when a composition can work or not.
0: Okay. You
1: know what keeps us going, I think, is the fact that how you feel after making a piece of music. Okay. How you feel after making a song or how you feel after... See, hit and trial is there. It's always there. Mm -hmm. But then I think once you reach or once you achieve the final product, you should... You as a creator should feel good about it. You as a creator should be proud of it. And I think that's how good songs are made because... If I as a creator I feel good about the music that I'm making when I put it out in the world that's how people are gonna you know end up relating to it yeah, I
0: think that is very
1: um, so nice it's point it's a, point a gradual point, yeah. process and I think it's very yeah. organic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, Pito, as we, you know, come towards a close to the conversation, uh, I just wanted to ask you, this is what we call words of wisdom. So if there is any words of wisdom you would want to give to the new age composers or people who are listening to this and are singers or composers, what is your wisdom that you would like to impart? And what, what would you like to tell them? Basically, I keep
1: telling this to anyone who asks me this question. Uh, <laughs> it's a very simple thing, you know, and this is what I've kind of learned. Yeah. Uh, in this entire journey that I've had, and I still believe in it, that uh be honest to your craft. You know, we are creators. We 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 are blessed people that, you know, we feel emotions, we feel things that normally people wouldn't. I mean, for us, emotions are amplified. Yeah. Because as creators, as musicians, and we we are very vulnerable at heart. So I think it's very important for us to be honest to the craft, be honest to the music that we are making and just keep working hard. I mean, someday you won't be around, but your music will. So, you know, I mean, just give it your best and that's it. I think it, it all works out in the end.
0: I think that is a really wonderful line, you know, which I would like to keep with myself that uh, one day you will be not here, but your music will. And basically that is such a powerful line, you know, something that I relate with it. It's with any good content that you're making, that it is going to stay for long. Even after you're not there, people will obviously come across your content. And in case you're creating music, music, I think is very innate to human beings, you know, Uh, it, it just sparks something in humans. If you find a kind of music that you really relate with, and I think it actually, in Enhances your potential it's, because I, yeah, it enhances your because there are certain songs that you listen to when you're working and it increases your productivity. So I think that is a very powerful medium, and I would really take uh, that thing that you mentioned. Uh, you know, like I always try to take something out of an interview. I think that really line that you mentioned will have is, is having a really uh, what you can say big impact on how I view things. But Pito for giving us your time and it, it has been really wonderful talking to you. You know, like your take. It's it's I would you know while talking David. to have realized you are you are a no nonsense. Person, you are on the point. These are the things, and this is what I feel should be the <laughs> process, and this is how things are going to go. There was no beating around the bush about things, and uh, you know, that was really wonderful. To if I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong, but that is what I could figure out, you know, like it's it's uh, you okay. know, you, you stick you up actually, uh, but yeah, this is this is how I am, yeah, and that, that it's really wonderful to uh, you know have it because <laughs> in an industry, I would see I've, I've interviewed people, uh, and people are not. You know, they try to be uh, diplomatically correct or not, but you're like, these are the things that I've done. This is my experiences are, and it is what it is. There is no, what you can say, Milawat uh, in that. It's pure.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, but yeah. that's how it works for me. I mean, True. that's how I am as a person and that's mm-hmm. how I am. I am when I'm at work. So I would rather okay. not have a filter because that's not going yes. to help me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much, Devapit. It was really nice talking to you and we wish to do a second part of it sometime soon. And uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. It was a pleasure having you. i looking forward to it. Yeah, wish you a very happy New Year, Ed. I
1: thank wish you a good yeah, New yeah. Year as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of M-Square Podcast. I hope you all had an amazing time listening to it like we had while recording it. And we would like to thank everyone who has been showering their love with us. I, I request you all to keep your support and love with us and keep sharing your episodes with all your loved ones or people who you feel might benefit from our episodes. We are going to come up with a very exciting episode. And if you are a fan of Shahrukh Sir, SRK and Vikram Kuchar or if you're a fan of the movie Donkey, then that is an absolute must listen for you. In that episode, we are going to cover some backstage stories about the shooting of the movie, *Donkey*, and also some unknown facts about the superstar, megastar, Mr. Rukh Khan himself. Also, if you are in Mumbai and are looking to take on rent, some equipment for your recording needs, for your travel vlogs, be it for your vlogs, be it for your content, for real, or for any sort of content creation. If you're looking for any high-end equipment or some really unique equipment, then One SCD is the place to go. One SCD brings to you some very affordable and some very high-end equipments which you can use for recording your reels or any type of content you want to record. We would really like to thank one SD for enabling us to do this recording and they have been super amazing with it. So do not forget to check out one SD their website. And with this, we come to a conclusion to this episode we would really like. And if you can drop us your support, that is in the form of follow on Instagram at Anuragmanik7 and at M-Square Podcast. And if you really like our episode, please do share it with your loved ones. And with anyone you feel our episode can be a benefit or can bring them some value in whatever pursuit they are doing. If you're a travel vlogger, then you must definitely check out the episodes that we're going to bring in. That is, Those are some really hidden facts about how you can become a travel vlogger. And do not forget to check out our Instagram because we keep updating the latest posts and any latest updates about podcasting up there. And as we always say, until next time, stay quirky, stay different. And this is your host, Anurag Manik, signing off for today.